If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This is Make It Plain. Make It Plain. M I P. With Masamela Matsumo. Mark Thompson. Make It Plain. Get woke. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the most wonderful time of the week. Once again, a segment with our good friend, founder of Daily Coast, the largest online progressive community, the founder of Civics with Q, and also the host of The Brief brand new very very popular podcast growing every day be sure to check it out weekly marcos melitzis is here with us hey buddy how are you doing good how are you doing i'm cool making a little sense uh, i hope we've got some breaking news on this thursday briar is retiring and i guess he's retiring on his own there's no evidence that biden negotiated a retirement with some financial payout um uh, like Kennedy, right? Anthony Kennedy. We don't have any evidence of that, do we? Not as far as I know. <laughs> he should have retired last year. So mm. it's, this is definitely one of those situations where um, hurry up, hurry up and, and get off that bench. Cause all we need to do is lose one Senator and it's the game's up, right? McConnell will, will block this thing for the rest for the next two years and keep that seat open. So, yeah, yeah. um, and he's said as much. He's already promised mm-hmm. as much. So I don't, Breyer sticking this late. I mean, everybody loves RBG and, and God bless her, but she should have, she should not have waited to retire. Yeah. And it costs, it's going to cost us Roe v. Wade and, uh, and other rights. And Breyer, you know, waiting this long is the height of, idiocy and irresponsibility and i think it really tarnishes his legacy that he endangered i mean he, he's putting us in danger of a 7-2 conservative majority and forget it that's it game's over so yeah. i don't yeah. i don't so i know i was it's like relief it's like now hurry up and good thing is schumer's talking about following the same timeline that mcconnell did in the, in the last pick right the um the the Gorsuch pick, I think, right? The last one? No, 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 no. It was uh, Barrett, Barrett. Barrett. Barrett, yeah. And uh, and doing it like within a month. Like none of this collegiality and comedy and whatever. You just just ram it through. That's the new game. And, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's probably what we need. But someone, I think Ryan Grimm tweeted that there's no point doing it. Just go, just why don't you just call Manchin? And ask what he who he's going to support because it might go that way. You think Manchin and Cinema are going to give us a hard time on this one? Well, the the number one pick right now, and I don't have I forget, I'm blanking her name. She was just appointed uh, to the D.C. Circuit Court last year. Katanji Brown. There's Katanji yeah. Brown Jackson. Yeah, Brown Jackson. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And is it Brown Jackson that her last? It's you, is it a hyphenated last name? Brown Jackson. I don't know. 
I don't know if it's hyphenated, honestly. Yeah. So let, let's stick with Brown Jackson for safety's sake. <laughs> okay. Okay. Until we confirm. Um, she was she was just confirmed last year, and Cinema in Mansion voted for her. But also, so did Lindsey Graham, um, Susan Collins, and Lisa Murkowski. So theoretically, there might be there. I mean, not that they're not beyond being hypocritical about it, but but I would hope that at least Collins and Murkowski will still stick around if one of the others just says, you know, Mansion or, or Cinema decide to be a holes about it. Well, yes. Um, it's Senator's mansion, according to, to um, Joyce Vance on Twitter, both Senator's mansion and cinema voted for D.C. Circuit Judge Kataji Brown Jackson, when uh, who got 53 votes when she was confirmed in 2021. It will be hard to explain voting against her now after voting for her so recently. Um, and I know the, the Obama people had vetted her at one time. Two. So, so I will say that Mansion uh, cinema is irrational, right? Nobody's going to pretend to understand what goes through her mind. Mansion generally has voted for everybody, Supreme Court justices. He's voted for Republican ones, and he's voted for Democratic ones. So, yeah, he he's so addicted to attention. I think that he <laughs> might want to create some drama for the sake of of bringing back his scrum, his media scrum. But. Mm -hmm. um, he hasn't. I mean, he, his his philosophy seems to have been let the president pick who he wants, and hopefully that continues. Cinema, who the heck knows? Who the heck knows? Um, and you were right. Um, it appears that Co Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, and Lindsey Graham, weirdly enough, also voted for Kataji Brown Jackson. Her now here's here's what's interesting, folks. Her husband, she's Paul Ryan's sister-in-law. I'm not sure how what? that works. I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether that's her husband is his brother. Whoa! Uh, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you didn't know that? Hold on. Oh, let, let me get this. No, let me get this right, folks. We're doing this in real time on the show. Wait a minute. We're just talking. Kentaji Brown Jackson husband. Uh, according to this, P Patrick Jackson, her husband, is the I'm sorry, the twin brother of former Speaker of the House Paul Ryan's brother-in-law. So she's married to Paul Ryan's brother-in-law, and he's the twin brother of the brother-in-law. All right, that's that's about three steps removed. <laughs> so, um, not that any doubt anybody doubts her her credentials. She's she's amazing. She's solid. She's going to be a great justice. So I'm kind of excited to see her on the court. And well, let's also acknowledge that Biden has to nominate a black woman. He I mean, said he would. He just re he reiterated yesterday that he would. I mean, there's no drama involved. This is yes, yeah, I'm saying, but but I'm saying because he yeah. said it, he has to do it. He can't not yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I, this is this is there's. I don't think there's any controversy now. The the if you want to call it controversy, the stupidity is coming from some people, you know, um, like Bill Crystal, who are saying that they should appoint Kamala Harris and then. 
And then that way Joe Biden can nominate Mitt Romney for a national unity candidate and, and stupid things like that. Um, some, in fact, some, some liberal commentators have suggested Harris for the Supreme Court also dumb. Yeah. So there's a little bit of that floating around, but I, I don't, I think if this moves quickly, I, I, I hope, I know there's going to be some kind of announcement tomorrow or today. Mm-hmm. No, it's today that Biden is going to be making an announcement with Breyer. Hopefully they just announce it and they can just put an end to all this kind of ridiculous speculation um, that uh, <laughs> has been rampant all since, uh, all since Breyer's announcement yesterday. More MIP after this message. Yeah, so so this 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 has to happen. And he made that promise. And we also know that um I mean he he that's why the question came up in the in the press conference last week he held, where he was asked whether he was gonna keep Kamala on the ticket. Um and that came right before the question about you know, his uh, dwindling numbers when it comes to black voters. And he reiterated black voters brought me I needed. So so he's he's got to do that. So if 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 these numbers hold that confirmed her the first time, they shouldn't be an issue. Like you said, cinema, cinema, cinema is going to do what she's going to do. Um, whatever that is. See, yeah, I don't see Murkowski. Not voting against her this time. Murkowski's not McConnell's lapdog partisan she'll she'll break and she did on that vote already so collins is more of a collins has a grudge right because she was targeted so heavily and so she's she's got it out for schumer so i i don't quite I, i'll never trust her and if, um and of course graham lindsey graham's not gonna vote <laughs> I, don't, I mean it would be it would be i'd just be shocking if lindsey graham decides to vote for her again for supreme court but um I'm I'm hoping Manchin's not an issue. Really, cinema is the one wild card, and we may not need her vote if all goes well anyway. But this is yeah, she's a safe nomination, not as safe as you can be in this political climate. Mm-hmm. We're getting mm-hmm. even fifty votes is difficult. There are, it. and it was like a year ago. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's um, that's important. Um, so it this this should this should happen. You're proposing that it happen immediately. Your senator is proposing six months. Oh, Feinstein's like we we got time, not realizing that she's ninety and she anybody goes, including her, then we don't have fifty votes and it's dead in the water. And Mitch McConnell yeah. has promised flat out. He's he said there's he will not move a Democratic Supreme Court justice while Biden is president if he's got any say in the matter. So mm-hmm. this notion that we have time when Breyer really should have retired years ago, back during the Obama administration, he should have, him and RBG. There's a point where you've done, you've done it. You've been a Supreme Court justice for several decades. Right. It's okay to retire and enjoy a life of, I don't know, the speaker circuit, or maybe spend time with the grandkids, whatever. Um, conservatives do this very effectively, right? They bow out and, and then they nominate 30 year olds, 40, you know, young 40 year olds that are going to be around for 40 years. And we're stuck with a six, three conservative court right now. And we're hanging on by a thread only because we're, you know, we, we, we pick up weird random votes from conservative justices on random issues 
but that's not sustainable. And they have a, a <laughs> that was more possible before when it was a, uh, a six, four court, uh, sorry, a five, four court, a six, three court, right? It's just, it's difficult to create those coalitions. So we're going to be losing a lot of the Supreme court. We do need to expand the Supreme court that needs to happen, but it ain't going to happen until we have, uh, you know, only can happen if we win control of the Senate, real control of the Senate this November in a tough electoral year with limited number of pickup opportunities. But if it doesn't happen this year, it's not going to happen for another six years. That's how bleak the future maps look for us. So it has to happen this year. Otherwise, we're stuck with this for a long time. And you know this court is incredibly hostile to everything that we value. When is Feinstein's seat back up? She, I believe, 2014. 2024, you mean? Sorry, 24. Yeah, 24. Okay. okay. Should have been up in 2014. <laughs> but yeah, 2024. 20, um, although, trying to remember, because I was very active in trying to primary her out, and it wasn't two years ago, so it would have been four years ago. So actually, she might be up. No, she's not up this year. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be twenty twenty four. Okay, okay. More MIP after this message. Hopefully, this will be a a drama free situation. They can get it done. We'll still be six three though, folks. Want to be clear? Because she'll be replacing Briar, right? So it's not like it'll be be fit to go back. But at least we'll get. And for those of us speaking to Marcos's point about conservatives appointing someone young to serve for three decades, that's Clarence Thomas. He was appointed young and he has been a disaster. And most recently, which which I which I thought was interesting, too. Even Trump's appointees voted in favor. Of the January 6th documents being released. Clarence Thomas was the only justice. Because that's what he is. He and his wife, Jenny, speaking of lab dogs, they were, he was the only one that voted against the release of the January 6th documents. Even Amy yeah, Coney Barrett. Yeah, Jenny Thomas is a co-conspirator in the January 6th insurrection. I mean, she's, she's right in there planning. I mean, she, her name's going to pop out in some of these documents. It's coming. So um, it, was, it was interesting. It, the, the, the decision actually was... was kind of interesting they basically said that a former president can continue to assert executive privilege otherwise they're like any new president comes in and just releases everything right which is not a bad point i'm, I'm I, you know i could be persuaded otherwise but do we want the next president to come in and just release everything biden did right just for the heck of it what they said is that those communications did not meet the standard of executive privilege, even if he was still president, which was actually kind of an interesting, uh, and the idea being that this wasn't in the duties of being president, he was plotting a coup. That's not in the duties of being president. So it does not meet the standards of executive privilege. Uh, they didn't write those words. They kept it nice, short, and, and brief. But what it does is it signals that this court isn't gonna isn't gonna be favorable, other than Thomas, to the idea of, of a coup and undermining democracy. So at least that's a little bit of um, encouraging to me. No, that is, that is good. That is good to know. 
on the brief this week, you contemplated, did you not, the role that some moderate Republicans might play in helping Democrats this year, right? Yeah, we had uh, our guest this week was um, was um, the publisher of The Bulwark. She is Sarah Longwell. She is a never Trumper. She was a law cabin Republican back in the day. So she has a long history as her being a little bit out of step with her party, at least on social issues. And um, The Bulwark is a never Trumper publication of all these conservative writers that had been sort of kicked out of the conservative movement because because they didn't support Donald Trump. And so they're they're really motivated in crushing Trumpism, even if it means making a temporary alliance with Democrats in in back in 2020 and also, you know, this year and in 2024 as well to try to stamp out um, stamp out Trump Republicans. And what they want is they want Mitt Romney Republicans. They want to get back to arguing over whether billionaires should have tax cuts or not. And Quite frankly, that seems kind of nice, <laughs> kind of nice to, to have a debate where we're not actually contemplating the demise of our democracy. And it's just a question of uh, what what the role of the state is in, in caring for people. Let's have that debate. Um, so, yeah. Sh- um, but, you know, it's really funny, though, because she's a lifelong Republican and, and she said, like, I never realized when I was on that side just how impossible it is for Democrats to engage in message message discipline. They think we're like this monolith, right? Oh, this woke, the woke party, and they all have, we're not, right? We're a disparate coalition of people with different interests and priorities and life experiences and getting all of us to repeat the same talking points isn't quite possible the way they can because their party's just a bunch of old white men. It's really easy when your party is one people. So that's that's and, the and, challenge. And one issue. And one issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean she made she made it at this point it really comes down Joe Biden needs to increase his, his popularity. That's that's a big one. He needs wins. I think the Supreme Court nomination is gonna be a big win. I think he's gonna get a lot of points from key base voters on this. And I even think suburban white women are gonna like this this Supreme Court pick. I think it's gonna be a really, really popular one. I think he really needs to get on it with a fifty thousand dollar debt uh, student debt relief. Like he needs to, he needs to, he needs wins, and we need to, we need to at this point build back better, throw it out, pick up some parts that Biden, uh, sorry, that that Mansion and, and Cinema will support, and just pass these standalones. Forget the the omnibus; it's not going to happen. That ship sailed. See what can pass, and then start ratcheting up some of these victories. And start running on Democrats delivered, and already they did. They did with the stimulus bill, with um, with uh, the infrastructure bill. There, there's a lot of stuff there that Democrats can run on, and you start building this positive message because she, Sarah Longwell, conducts focus groups. That's her. That's her day job, and she says that people don't understand what Democrats have done because all they do is they see infighting. I mean, Mansion and Cinema have effed us to. An impossible degree. So we need to, you know, we need to quit that. We're gonna have plenty. We're gonna. I'm. I'm ready. I'm ready to put aside my hate for Kirsten Cinema and understand that that can wait till after this midterm election. We can then gear up for 2024 and and how we're gonna primary her. But right now, we just have to. We have to um, 
really come together as a party, focus on what we can and have accomplished, and then really run hard on those things. All the while, there's a lot of wild cards. We're going to have the January 6th commission that's going to have hearings in prime time sometime in the months ahead. We're going to have the Supreme Court invalidating Roe v. Wade, right? That should activate, um, hopefully will activate some of our core constituencies that don't vote as often like young, single uh, women. It's very low. Young people in general are a low-performing group, right? Young women. Maybe, hopefully, this will activate young voters as well as suburban, you know, swing voters. There's, there's a lot happening. And then we, the big wild card is Trump. Trump's going to come in. He's going to Bigfoot. You know, he's supporting crazy candidates that, that we can, we can uh, nationalize, like Herschel Walker, our favorite, and uh, turn him into the party of, of Q, of wackadoodle Q. And, uh, and then Trump hopefully will do his thing. Yeah, he'll motivate their party. But Sarah Longwell says that in her focus groups, Trump voters are voting no matter what. They are ready to go. So we don't have to worry about, will Trump get his people active? They're already activated. We saw that last year. We don't even need to guess at it. We don't need a focus group to tell us that. We saw it in Virginia, and we saw it in New Hampshire, uh, New Jersey. So what we need to do then is, how, how do we activate our base? And if Trump's walking around being, doing his thing, stepping all over the place, um, that's going to help us as well. So it's going to be a tough year. But there's actually a lot of pieces in place that can help us pull this thing off. And I got to say, Civics has started pulling the key Senate races privately. We're competitive in all of them. It's, it's going to be – It's Wisconsin's going to be like Wisconsin was in 2020. Whoever wins that Senate seat, Ron Johnson or whoever the Democrat is, it's going to be a couple thousand votes. Pennsylvania, it's going to be close. Florida, it's going to be close. Um, where else? Um, Arizona and Georgia, they're going to be close. Nevada is going to be close. These are, these are not North Carolina. So it's going to be a, be a matter of degrees. Can we squeeze out an extra 1% to 2% of the vote? Maybe some of that Republican infighting will depress 1% or 2% of their vote. That's going to be that kind of year. I mean, we may come when it's all said and done. We may be able to add up all the numbers and say 50,000 votes across Six states were the difference between Republicans taking control and Democrats being able to grant statehood to D.C., pass a Voting Rights Act, um, expand the court, and all sorts of other good stuff. It's that kind of year. That's why we're going to all need to fight so hard and squeeze out every last vote we can in, in battlegrounds, districts, and states. You retweeted just some statistics I want to share, folks. Um John Kostelik tweeted, Breyer's replacement will be the sixth Democratic nominee since 1968, compared to 21 Republican nominees, and of the prior 26 forward Dems and 16 Republicans confirmed. David Neer also tweeted, Democrats have won more votes in 62% of presidential elections, but will have filled just 20% of Supreme Court seats. Because our people freaking don't quit. They don't retire. Right, right. They don't. They That's don't. a big part of that. Part of that is love, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to be about that uh, but, for um, sure. And and keep in mind, it's been what? In in four of the last six elections. Oh, I wish I had this number. I, I usually know this off the top of my head. 
Um, Democrats, yeah, in the last six elections, Democrats have won the popular vote. And yet Republicans have held a held a White House for six of those years. No, four, eight, nine, ten, ten of those years. Ten of the twenty-four, and they haven't won the popular vote. This this system is so broken. So broken. Terribly broken. Folks, Thursday Coast, check out his weekly uh, the weekly show, The Brief. Also, uh, the Anti-Vax Chronicles, uh, Sobering. As I said, if you all got folks in your family still running around, I don't know, send them to the Anti-Vax Chronicles as well so they can wake up. Um, Marcos has been documenting that uh, for some time now. And also, if you haven't already, subscribe to DailyCoast.com. Become a part of the largest online progressive community there is. Thank you, Marcos. Thanks, Mark. Stay safe. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been Made Plain. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.